You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. ready we're ready whenever you want to kick us off mitch and let's take that journey into mystery this week we're talking about avengers age of ultron from 2015 like we what we got to watch this with a group of people over on uh our discord uh last saturday and i would say it's it was a great time you know we got to uh discuss the film a little bit at the end and going into this one Ian, do you remember how you felt when you first watched this movie? I remember I didn't like it the first time around. But caveat on that, um, I watched it coming hot off the heels of watch or of reading the Ultron event. So, and that wasn't intentional. It wasn't like, ooh, I got to read the book before I see the movie. That's just kind of how it timed out. And coming into watching the movie, I was like, mm-mm. Mm-mm. This this ain't Ultron. Like this this isn't how it went. Where's Hank Pym? Where's Wolverine? Where's everyone's dead in the future? What is this? And coming back around on it this time, it was a lot of fun. Like if I had given it a chance the first time and not been a comic book fan about it, then I think I would have really enjoyed it the first time around. Yeah, I mean, obviously the comic book version of the age of Ultron is a lot different than what we get in the movie. And Ultron himself is a lot different because in the comic book universe, the, and the Marvel comics universe, you, you know, Ultron is based off of Hank Pym's brain waves. And, uh, he has a much more cold, methodical scientific, like persona. Whereas in this one, he's based off of, Tony Stark's brainwaves and we get that line from Claw in the movie where he's like uh after Ultron says that line of uh was it make your friends rich make your enemies rich see who gets which or something who's left standing or something like that yeah, yeah. and uh uh he, Claw says wait that was a Tony Stark line you're you're just Tony Stark and he's like how dare you say I'm the same as and he cuts off his arm like with his own hand like I was like oh that was <laughs> <laughs> which we see later in black panther and it's awesome because he has like vibranium arm at that point isn't it yeah it's it's a mechanical robotic arm made from vibranium and then yeah. used to make sonics kind of thing a sonic blaster and the first time i saw like when i saw this in the theaters i didn't put together that that was claw like i was like all right it's just some like skeevy dealer here that Ultron has to <laughs> I didn't make the connection because I was too worked up about like we're missing some key players in the MCU to make this what I just read. <laughs> and I feel bad about that. I really do because I missed out on the wonderful Quicksilver performance. Yeah, You know, I remember going to the theater and watching uh, that part and just thinking we've already started seeing trailers for Godzilla where Aaron Taylor Johnson and Elizabeth Olsen are going to be playing like 
husband and wife and like in this they're playing brother and sister and i know they're actors and it's just acting and it's just different roles <laughs> to me it was just like because there's already that like baggage of quicksilver and and uh wanda having a somewhat incestuous relationship yeah, so I mean, you're just like hmm weird i i chalk anything that involves quicksilver uh like in having any sort of romantic anything to it as he gets around he's very fast <laughs> literally and figur- yeah. figuratively he's like i'm with this person wait wait nope i'm with this person now and now i'm gonna have a good committed relationship with colossus and now i'm not going to we're never gonna talk about that again and <laughs> uh yeah so aaron taylor johnson does a very interesting job and and you know this is coming off of I don't know. I don't remember which one was first. Was first class first, or was this one first? We got to see um, the other. Whatever. What's that actor's name that got to play Quicksilver in the X Men movies? Uh, I don't remember which one was first, and I remember a lot of people liking the X Men uh, Quicksilver. So, Days of Future Past was in 2014. Okay, so yeah, and he I, got to play it first. Then yeah. And well, I, I guess like, I like both of them separately. If that yeah. makes sense, like that makes sense. The like the the X Men Quicksilver that we got from Fox was fun. He was quirky and like, hey, I'm really fast and I could be really good at things if I wanted to be, but I'm just gonna <laughs> hang out in my basement and not be. Um, but then we get like angry, kind of broody we get some comedy out of him from time to time. And then we get some actual personality by the end of his appearance in the movie out of the Avengers Quicksilver. And they do different things for me. Yeah, no, definitely. Like the Quicksilver I'm used to in the comic books is very much the quote unquote, like Euro trash. Like I'm so much better than everybody else kind of uh, persona, especially since like, you know, he's, he's the son of Magneto and he knows he's the son of Magneto. So he's kind of mutant royalty. Uh, but this version is more the rebel freedom fighter that we get in the age, uh, yeah, age of Ultron movie. And, uh, the version that you get in X-Men is more Wally West more than anything else. It's like super just Wally West. (laughs) It's a really fun, it's a fun take on it, but I, I can't pick a preference between the two. Cause like I said, they feel, they feel different. They fill different roles for me in that regard. And I don't know. I just can't pick. <laughs> you don't have to. We're not here to make you choose. Don't make me pick. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, we don't, we're not going to get to see him in any more movies. Did you think that he was going to show up maybe in Endgame at some point? I thought at least a little bit. Like, I don't know, because the Mind Stone is there and the soul stone like if if they were to have done the the original version of the soul stone like everybody that got snapped would have been inside the soul gem and mm-hmm. they're being held so maybe like it's a form of heaven and wanda would have saw him there but we didn't get that they do a lot of time travel in in-game and yeah you, you know we don't go been, to this point in time it would have been perfect for them to have gone back to send uh hawkeye back and he meets Quicksilver and he pushes him out of the way of getting shot. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> perfect callback. 
I mean, that's there was so much in this movie that is a setup to the death of Quicksilver that to me, I honestly was surprised by the time we got to the end of the movie. And I'm like, well, the clues were there. I don't know why I didn't pick up on it. Yeah, I still think that it wasn't necessary. Like it was to be like, see, anybody can die. But at the same time, it just felt like we have him for a one movie contract. We got <laughs> to off him at some point. Well, I'm sure there was like some kind of deal between Fox and, and, and Marvel Studios at that point because they were both using the character of Quicksilver and they were probably like, well, we'll never say the word Quicksilver or mutant, but we'll also kill him off at the end of this movie kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Malfoy in chat just said uh, WandaVision maybe. Like maybe we'll get him back in WandaVision. That's a that's very good. I mean, very possible. I'd be, I'd be here for that. Yeah. Because I liked his portrayal. Like, I did too. Yeah, I think I think my favorite instance of him in this movie is when they're trying to evacuate the city, and he runs into the police station and he's like, uh, "Y'all gotta go, like bye." And nobody moves, so he runs back in with an AK and shoots it several times <laughs> and goes, "Come on!" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good. I mean, yeah, you notice they're like not even caring, they're not even paying attention, like, and then all of a sudden fast dude walks in runs in and now nah, we don't care and he comes shooting in like i don't think that's going to get people to evacuate either really because what yeah exactly <laughs> oh man so evan peters that's the other guy's name the uh, the other quicksilver oh okay there yeah. we go yeah and both of them in in the movie kick-ass yes it was <laughs> kick-ass and his friend <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So I honestly thought by the end of this movie, I thought they were going to kill off uh Black Widow. I I I I didn't think that she was going to make it through this movie. I think this would have been a good spot to do that. Like the way that they had her die later was it was a good it was a good place to do it. It meant something. She Mm -hmm. did it for a reason, and that's a good way to get the red out of your ledger. Yeah. But it would have made sense here if she just got got. You know what I mean? I mean, especially since we didn't have at this point, they didn't have any announcements of a Black Widow movie. You know, we didn't know what the I think we knew uh, Civil War was coming up. But other than that, where else was she going to fit in? So it, it was interesting. Turns out at the bottom of a cliff, that's where she fits in. I. <laughs> went there. Um, Malfoy wants to know: Is Wanda ever actually called Scarlet Witch in the movies? I don't I believe she is. So. No, I don't. I think someone might call her witch at one point in Civil War. I think Thor does it in this movie when she's trying to mess with his mind and he like pushes her away. It's like you won't get my mind, witch, or something oh, along those okay. lines. Hawkeye's the one that pushes. Oh no, you're right. Because he thought he's he, like it won't work on an Asgardian, and he walks off, and suddenly he's back home. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I mean, obviously that sets up the beginning of Th- of Thor Ragnarok uh, mm-hmm. with with uh, Heimdall being like, "Hey man, we're throwing a party because you fucked us over. <laughs> Everybody's gonna be dead because of you. But we're throwing a party." And then he goes, "Yeah, I'm excited for Thor Ragnarok, but that's that's a that's another episode. <laughs> that's that's a soon to come episode." Um, 
And yeah, I mean, honestly, this movie also sets up one of my favorite villains of the MCU with uh, uh, Baron Zemo, you know, in Civil War. Like, it's all a, that whole movie is a result of this movie, basically. <laughs> yeah. I like that they did that with Civil War, where it's like, hi, remember that time that you saved the world? Uh, <laughs> we're still pretty pissed about it. I mean, it was a giant piece of land coming back at Earth because of something you once again created <laughs> uh retroactively <laughs> i mean he, tony, yeah. tony, like, tony was trying to be proactive <laughs> but it was his reactive nature that made ultron ultron and once again i will always say he is completely reactive like everything about tony is like well, someone just yelled at me about this right now, so I'm gonna be this right now. Like that's so I'm gonna do this, and then the next time we see him, he's like, "Hey, uh, I made a new suit so that we don't have to have suits anymore." <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, w- one of the things with the uh, uh, the whole reversing the polarities of this the the drill and the spire and all the other things like. I don't think I'll ever understand what it is. I mean, I know that they're slowing it all down so that when it comes back to Earth, it's not going to destroy the Earth, crack the Earth in half or whatever. But I, I will never understand what it is that we do at the end of this movie. Uh, we science. <laughs> there we go. Just straight they, up. They, Mark, Mark Watley science the hell out of it. They, uh, they kind of Star trek us on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Where they explain like hyper science terms, mm-hmm. and then they're just like, "Yeah, uh, science, science," and then it works. <laughs> what did you think of the edition of uh, Friday? I liked it. I think it was. It, I think it was a good move. I like that. Uh, crap, hold on. I need to look up something real quick. But I think it was a good. I think it was a good move. I, liked I mean, it. Yeah, Vision being taken out of the suit. And, or I'm sorry, Jarvis being taken out of the suit and possibly dead and then created into Vision and Vision coming up with a I'm not Jarvis and I'm not Ultron and I'm something different, so I'm Vision. You see the Easter egg of Jocasta being there, which I really want to know because Jocasta in the comic books is the brainwaves of uh, Hank Pym's wife and terrible that I just said Hank Pym's wife and not her actual name. I can't think of her name. Janet, Janet Van Dyne and uh (laughs) don't shake your head at me uh (laughs) so it's her brainwaves that's in jocasta does that mean it's pepper's brainwaves that's in uh jocasta here uh probably i mean if they if they just took tony and made tony hank pym for this story then most likely most likely right yeah that makes sense uh but yeah friday played by the actress um oh what's her name it's something it's Carrie Condon. She, the only thing I've ever seen her in other than this was unleashed with Jet Li. Like in, it's all I could think about when I hear her voice in this movie. So it is, it was an interesting, it's an interesting watch. I haven't seen that movie. I had to like, I had to like really think about if I've seen that movie or not. And I haven't seen it. I will add it to the list. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you like Jet Li movies, it's it's a good one. I don't know why you wouldn't like Jet Li movies. <laughs> Do you like slow motion and fighting? Yes. Then you like Jet Li movies. 
um, were you surprised by the James Spader casting for Ultron? Like, I, like for the like the the body. I was incredibly surprised. Like you see when you see him when you see the Ultron move and then talk and then have the mannerisms that you're you so much associate with James Spader. Like I I would be like I I still don't think I'm not gonna say it wasn't a good casting because James Spader brings a little bit of gravitas to the role, right? Like it's a little bit of credibility. Like you you got James Spader to play the villain, but it just seems so not on brand to for James Spader to do. He seems because it's James Spader. He seems just ever so slightly non-threatening. Okay, yeah, not physical way, but like. Like I'm up in the middle of the night and he's going to be at the edge of my bed kind of way. <laughs> and there were so many scenes like I, I, I have to say this right now. I'm not taking anything away from his performance. I think he did a really good job, but there were a lot of spots in the movie where I was like, I don't think that that line was supposed to be. I I, I think that line was supposed to hit a little harder. Like, <laughs> like where there was times where he would say something that was supposed to be like, yeah, and I'm going to kill you about it. <laughs> but it just kind of came off as like, Haha. but I well, guess like he is he is the the brainwaves of Tony Stark, so like that would kind of how would be kind of how that goes. But it just it missed. Like I don't know. That's because like with James Spader does does a line, you would think that I'm gonna kill you about it. Like the kill is the part that's gonna be emphasized. But for him, it's the about. I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna kill you about it. Like what? Wait, wait, why is that the emphasized word? Like that doesn't make any yeah. sense. I, I think that I think that sums up what I was missing completely. Yeah. It's it's not the threat. It's uh it's like it's the uneasiness. Yeah. It's it's the uneasiness of the way he perform he does his performance. And I, I completely agree. And that's why I'm like it I'm sure Marcus McFeely, when they were writing this stuff, they were like, Oh, this is gonna be a great line. And then Spader says it a completely different way than they anticipated. And they're like, Well, well I'm not gonna to say anything about it. Like it's Are James Spader. Spader <laughs> <laughs> uh do you think Ultron come come can come back in any way? I mean, he's a computer program, right? He couldn't yeah. possibly be anywhere. I mean, we throw out this whole this a, a single line of Jarvis burned him out of the internet. Like that was it. And that's, and thus we're supposed to believe he is, he wasn't able to back himself up anywhere. Like it's back. Him's like, uh, I burned him out of the internet. Okay. What about the 80 something percent of vision? That is Ultron. I, 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 I do believe it was only 50%, but I get Whatever. what you're <laughs> Like we have half of Ultron in vision. Well, I mean, it's it, it's half of Ultron, half of Jarvis, and then like a a sprinkle of of Thunder God in there. <laughs> yeah. So what's to say Ultron isn't in there going Jarvis? We need we need out of this robot prison. And then he somehow gets Jarvis on board, even though Jarvis wouldn't be down. But who knows? Movie magic. We can make a script that says it happens, and uh, boom! Now we have now we have. J Ultron back. <laughs> Joltron? Joltron. <laughs> uh, I mean, that could definitely be a big part of what WandaVision is also. Like, if she's able to tap into that ethereal, like, plane where the two of them are duking it out still, 
in a computer program, but yeah. th- who's to say that she he doesn't show up as Vision later on, or or as Ultron later on in a in a Avengers sequel or something else completely? Yeah, R- real quick, chat. Somebody tell me how you would make Ultron and Jarvis one word using Ultron first. <laughs> <laughs> so far, I have. So far, I have Yarvis. Altus? Altus? <laughs> Malfoy said Joltron. Joltron. <laughs> J-E, J-O-E-L-Tron. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like somebody's like shitty roommate. <laughs> uh, do you think that, that, the, that the fact that like Vision was kind of brought to life by the, the lightning of, of Thor... That that's the that's somewhat of the reason why he's able to pick up the hammer. That could be. I always thought it was just like his altruistic nature. Well, I I I have a theory on, and this it comes from this movie of like why it is that no one was able to pick up the the hammer at the party. Like, yes, all none of them were worthy. Sure, let's go with that. But what is it that makes you worthy? If you go back to Thor. Like he was too full of himself, right? So his, his father said he wasn't worthy anymore. So he had to humble himself, and and thus he was worthy again. Mm-hmm. So I think that if you go with Tony and uh, War Machine and Captain America, like none of them are able to pick it up because they don't believe they should be able to pick it up. That's why they're not worthy. Uh, same with with. Hulk. Hulk definitely has all kinds of doubt in his mind, right? B- Banner has doubt. He, he, there's no way he believes he's going to be worthy. So you get to Vision, who literally was born that day, that hour. He doesn't know the myth around he it. Doesn't know the difference. He, he doesn't know that he's not worthy. So thus he's worthy. Unless you just go with uh, Tony and Cap's, like, well, if the elevator lifts it up, it doesn't make well, the elevator further. He's he's just a computer. He's just a robot. That's it's not the it's not the same. So where do you fall on the line? I think no. He's more than just a computer. He has the soul. Like he's powered by the soul stone. I mean, is that the same as having a soul? No, wait, it's not the soul stone though. It's the no, mind. It's not. It's the mind stone. I get them confused. I mean, because he gave him a soul essentially. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it made him a person. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, um, I guess that's a philosophical argument. There is like, what is your soul? Is it your mind? Is it your ability to think? Chat way on on this while we talk about this. Um, <laughs> no, I I like what you're saying there. Where he was like just born, and he doesn't know the the hype and the gravitas of uh, you have to be worthy to wield Mjolnir. He's just like, hey, I found your hammer. <laughs> here you want this because we need to get going <laughs> yeah, we, should, <laughs> we should get going there bud it's like oh my god and he's like what you've never seen a hammer before <laughs> and, yeah, i like the later on where he's like it's incredibly well balanced and he's like yeah if you if you if it's too heavy you lose it in the backswing and it just throws everything off <laughs> and you know this, i think this one is where they started writing thor well like because he finally kind of figured out earth and how to like talk like a person and he's still like i am sore but he's <laughs> he has a personality now true 
No, yeah, I mean, he has any definitely a more likable personality. Like it's, yes, he's able to be around other people, and he knows, you know, where he fits in amongst them, kind of stuff. And yeah, I, I think that you come to realize that hey, you can write funny for Chris Hemsworth, and it's going to work. Like you get yeah. the beginnings of that here. You get the beginnings of it, and I think he's proven like this is where he proved it. Where they, I think this is like because he only has a couple moments like that throughout the whole movie, but they really shine, and <laughs> those are the ones that are like, I don't know, we we can write Thor Ragnarok around it being kind of funny. Like, <laughs> we, we can do that. He'll he'll be able to carry that movie. So I appreciate it. Yeah, same. Um. Okay, Malfoy just weighed in on on Vision here. Okay. Uh, does he have free will? If he doesn't, then his choices aren't up for worthiness. If he is sentient and free to make his own choices, then I think he falls. Yeah, then I think he falls claim to the same qualifications as the Avengers. He's worthy. I mean, the premise of the whole thing is that they Ultron was the first AI. It's the first true artificial intelligence created by man on Earth, uh, th which is kind of a thing that always uh, baffles not baffles me, but. Uh, question i get questioned on in this movie is that uh what is it that makes that leap for the program to work because tony even says we're never going to crack this and they walk away and then uh that's when it clicks over and it's like okay we found a solution or a solution was found jarvis is even like wait uh this wasn't supposed to happen let me go get mr stark and stuff like that and later on when tony and bruce come back they're like I didn't do anything. Did you do anything different? Like, what is it that made it work? We never get that answer. Like, what is it that makes Ultron work? Is are we supposed to believe that something in the scepter, just like in the the what's what's the stone that's in the scepter? Is it that's the Mind Stone? Because he breaks the scepter yeah. to take the Mind Stone out of it. Okay. Yeah. So, no, does he? Yeah. Like he takes the he takes like the the gem out of the scepter and breaks it. Oh, it's after he uses it on Dr. Cho? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. You know, is it the Mind Stone that, that just be, being an Infinity Gem made it so that it uh, started to work? Like, what was it that that did it? Uh, Wolvie says Mind Stone in Loki's staff, which likely came from Thanos. So who, Thanos, the one that, yeah. that made it work? He created Ultrons, essentially? Yeah, he said uh, the last part of it is who we know is into cyberware from his daughters. So, like, maybe he has something to do with that. I, well, I, okay, I need you to elaborate a little more there, Willie, because I see where you're going, but I need to follow your train of thought a little bit better. On yeah, that I, was say, I, I get like, Nebula, like the cyberware kind of stuff. Like, he's he's very intelligent. I get it, but like, we don't get a definitive answer of what it is that creates. Ultron, what is it that was the catalyst that worked this one billionth time of running the, the sequence? Um, Malfoy, I think I agree with you there. I think it's just the Mind Stone. Like, so I think it's, it's the Mind Stone in the Scepter. Is like, hey, uh, we gave you a brain. <laughs> but I mean, why didn't it work the first 100 times they ran the, the sequence with the Mind Stone? Like, that's, yeah. to me, that's, the, that's my biggest hang-up with it. We just don't get a definitive answer. The Mind Stone is also the thing that made the twins miracles. This is true. 
So it could just have been a miracle that <laughs> there. And which the, would then it would make sense why the 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 twins were you know drawn to Ultron in uh, Sokovia, like when they just show up that one day. I like that. I, I liked that angle that they played with that for a little bit, where it's like Ultron is pissed about it, and he wants to tear down everything Tony did, and in the process of trying to save the world, he has to rid everything of humanity. And he's like, "Hey, so you two are also pissed at Tony? You want to <laughs> take him down?" And they're like, "The." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when they share that story of you know what it is, why they want to get back at Tony Stark, like that was. I, it's such a great story. Like it's the fact you can sit there and imagine yourself being under the bed and just waiting for the bomb to go off. That's sitting three feet away from your face. It's, it's a terrifying story in the best way for that script to have done it. Mm-hmm. And exactly. It was Wanda that gave the story, right? Like she's the one that told it. Well, it's, it's both of them. Kind of, they both, because uh, it's, it's Wanda's telling the story and then, Pietro comes in and is like, and then you read on the side of the missile, Stark Industries or something like that. Tony Stark is coming to kill you. Okay. Yeah, I liked them together. I hate that we had to kill Quicksilver off in this one. <laughs> I mean, she has to have a, a motivation. Like She has to have a motivation, but like, can't the motivation be, oh, we're in this together. You're I mean, the it, only family I have. It's true, but you can, you'd also get to see it. It's an example of how great emotional, like, hurt really powers her because as soon as he dies, she feels that connection go away, and boom, all those uh, Ultron bots near her just go down. And then you think about that later when uh, Vision is killed. Like, that's another extreme emotional dis- uh, state that she's in, and able to fucking mess shit up then too true very true um i'm catching up a chat here real quick wolvie says because i asked him to elaborate a little bit um i think it was a thanos trojan horse trap (laughs) always supposed to take over others like loki mind controlling people in the avengers okay um i mean yeah like the ai was always there it's what let him take over hawkeye as also a way to screw over Loki if he tried to screw over Thanos. So like it's the failsafe of the scepter. I mean that that makes sense because we get our our mid credit scene in this movie is Thanos grabbing the gauntlet, saying, "Fine, I'll do it myself." Right? Like so that means his his now C plan of of taking down the Avengers failed. So we're going to D plan, which is fuck it, I'll do it myself. <laughs> Which would have been the best way to just be like, oh yeah, Thanos is in the next one and he's pissed. <laughs> Thanos is coming. <laughs> it's like we get, oh, watch out, Thanos is coming in eight years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not that far. No, but it's like, all right, we got like, feels like Four. 10 more like 10 more movies and then we finally get to fight Thanos the first time we don't even get to see it's true you're right I'm not complaining about the amount of movies we have in this franchise I'm complaining about the amount of time it takes to get there (laughs) imagine if Thanos was like the mid arc bad guy for this 
I mean, who's considered our mid-arc bad guy at this point? Mid-arc bad guy for this one would be Civil War, I think. Okay. Because I would say not... it'd be Ultron. Ultron would be our mid-arc. Okay, fair. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, like, just imagine if it, if it had shifted a little bit and we get Thanos as, like, our mid-arc and then we can just go straight to the cosmos and be like, all right, what are the big bads we got out there? Hey, Phoenix, you want to come play? Like, <laughs> Well, I mean, if Thanos was our was our mid arc, I would have put Ultron as our our big bad for the for the. I, I would have actually liked to switch them. I, yeah. I will subscribe to that because by the time we get to fighting Ultron, we have Hank Pym involved. Yeah, and Isn't... we can get we can get the the cold, calculating, uh, actually scary Ultron that breaks people in half because he can. <laughs> instead of just breaking his own body and you like the first time I, I remember first time i watched that scene where ultron is talking to a now captured black widow and mid-sentence his body just gets destroyed while the new body shows up the mate one made from vibranium and i was just like whoa that that was very jostling like kind of thing yeah, it's like so. What's what are you trying to prove here, Ultron? That you're cool with like destroying previous hosts? Are you trying to intimidate Black Widow into giving you information or something? Like, know your audience, there, bud. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I, I love the the first time Tony sees him after that. He's like, "Hey, you've been juicing, like, <laughs> been hitting those steroids a little bit. You you seem bigger. You seem puffy." Is what he actually says. Yeah, I I don't want to say puffy. Fact. <laughs> Overall, is this is this a good MCU movie or is this not one in your opinion? I know I remember watching it the first time being like I I guess I not that I wanted more of the film, I wanted more from the film if that makes sense. Like I, I get that and I would kind of I would agree. Yeah. Uh now on probably my third rewatch of it and especially knowing like what happens in Endgame, like I appreciate it a lot more, which I seem to have done with a lot of the other movies, like Thor to Dark World. I appreciate it more because of Endgame. Uh, it's if you just can see where we're going, then yeah, you can appreciate it a little better. Exactly. Sorry, I just jumped right in the middle of you there. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's a, I, <laughs> I, I just waiting for you to to say because <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, that's how I felt. This is only the. S- second time i've i've watched the movie okay i watched it once in the theater and i was like mm, kind of mr mark though <laughs> and then i came back this time and i enjoyed it i would put this on like the the essential roadmap to the the infinity saga okay uh, yeah i mean the, you get the you have the creation of a person from uh, directly from uh one of the infinity stones and then you get a you get the the first telling of what the infinity stones are from thor like after he goes into that uh crater lake thing with uh dr selvig and he's like hey i know what the fuck's going on yeah. infinity stones man it was right there it was Why there <laughs> um yeah, so I I would put this on like the the essential roadmap to the Infinity Saga because let's face it, there are some movies that you can skip. Oh yeah, oh there's definitely movies you can skip. You don't need Iron Man two or three. 
<laughs> you really don't. And honestly, if you're just if you're just watching for the Infinity Saga, like in general, you can probably skip a lot of the uh, uh, origin stories, like origin story ep- movies. It's yeah. I would suggest it, but if you wanted just the the Infinity Saga stuff, then yeah, yeah, I would say probably like I would say you take Iron Man one, okay, and then you go to Captain America, okay. Because you you need those two set up to be able to get a lot of the rest of it. Um, I guess we need like I don't know. I, I'd have to think about this a little harder to make like the absolute roadmap. I think the last episode of this should be rating and then making the infinity roadmap. Oh man! Know. Come up with the roadmap. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in a dungeon for like three days for first. <laughs> Chat, would you guys wanna would you would you guys wanna help us make a roadmap for the Infinity Saga of like the essential movies? It's gonna be the quintessential Geek Elite Media roadmap to the MCU. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe not that same episode, maybe the episode after that or something, we would have uh <clears throat> we'd have Ian and Mitch's certified list of MCU rankings. <laughs> Mostly just because I want to beat my head against that wall. (laughs) (laughs) You like to torture yourself, you're saying. (laughs) Mostly because I want to sit here and go, that's that's number 23. And you're like, but it's number two on my list. (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of want to talk about, and we don't have to, I guess that's not where we want to go with this podcast, but I want to talk about Joss Whedon. Like, in... The MCU, he'd already directed the first Avengers movie. This is his second Avengers movie. Coming out of this movie, uh, there was a lot of uh, news or rumor of him in uh, Marvel Studios butting heads of where the movie should have gone, what what they made him put into the movie, what they made him keep in the movie, uh, what they made him take out. Uh, it Essentially, he wanted to make a standalone movie but they were like no you need to add in stuff that's going to play out for the road going forward and I think a lot of that Thor stuff in the middle explaining about the Infinity uh, Stones was the stuff that was added in Um, but he also got a lot of flack for the Black Widow um, storyline going throughout this like the idea of her some of her origin story is shown in this where in the red room uh when the the final stage of your uh assassin training is you have to be sterilized so that you never have a child that will ever take you away or distract you from completing the mission so to speak uh you know i, I remember there being a big uproar about that and you know that that happening to her character and stuff like that so how do you feel about Joss Whedon in general and then him his work on this movie well, first off, since we were able to get it done with the Snyder Cut, uh, hashtag release the, the Whedon Cut. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to see what he has to do with this if he has no, like, if he just has complete and total free reign over it. Um, I don't remember that backlash, and I didn't think it was outlandish to have done that with the character. I didn't think it was either. Like I, I want to read into that because I don't want to. I don't want to take too hard of a stance and make myself sound like a monster if I'm not understanding it. Right. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? 
like yeah. I don't want to I don't want to make a dumb comment that's out there and completely have missed the point. Um, <laughs> but putting putting the 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 warning on this or however you want to say it, I don't see a problem from the knowledge that I have right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I think I'm kind of there with you on that. Uh, to me, it seemed like she, as the character in the movie, is very uh distraught by it you know she's very upset by the idea of this is the, something that happened to her you know not really her choice uh and it's something that makes her feel less than because it's because it, they they're trying the, the storyline is definitely trying to put her and banner together as a couple yeah which i'm here for that couple honestly like we in in the mcu the characters like the characters that have been developed there, I think they work together. <laughs> we have one dude who doesn't want to be around anyone and one and one woman who's like, I probably shouldn't be around people. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, and then, you know, when they share that kiss and then she's like, Hey, I love you, but you know what? I need the other guy right now and pushes him down that crater. Like the the utter betrayal that Mark Ruffalo you know has on his face is bruce banner as he's about to fall down a hole and it's like wait what no and just it's perfect it's just great and then you know the hulk showing up right afterwards is is is, is the best oh yeah absolutely um malfoy just chimed in with wasn't the bigger issue that she existed to enable bruce to de-hulk i remember people claiming she didn't have agency and okay. that I can that I can see people having having an issue with. But see, I didn't remember hearing that discussion. Like, I all I heard was the sterilization thing. But if mm-hmm. that that makes a lot more sense, that yeah, now she has been downgraded to just a hey, I'm here to service the male character. Yeah, and that I I completely get, and that was kind of shitty because she is a deeper, much more useful character than that. Oh yeah, Mo- that, mostly. That's some Iron Man two levels of using Black Widow. <laughs> um, the other thing that you have, I kind of feel like you have to talk about with Joss Whedon because it's in the the news as of right now, and it's funny because I didn't I didn't remember it from this movie be, until we watched it this time, but that's only because it's in my mind. Uh, the news story that came out of his Justice League reshoots is that he had a scene being shot where uh Ezra Miller's Flash falls down on top of Gail Gadot's uh Gail Gadot's um Wonder Woman and his face ends up in her boobs. Like Gail did not feel comfortable doing the scene. Joss ended up getting a stunt double, uh body double to be Wonder Woman. That's why her face is away from the camera. Ezra Miller still does the scene where he falls into her chest. Now you get the same scene later in Age of Ultron when uh, Black Widow goes over the bar and Mark Ruffalo comes with her and then he his face ends up in Scarlett Johansson's boobs. Like, kind of more clumsily of, hey, we're we're flirting and then now I, we're in an uncomfortable situation. Yeah, it... So, for that with The Flash, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I say if she's not comfortable with the scene, cut the scene. It's not pertinent right it's it's a laugh it's funny but if somebody in that situation has beef with it it's not really necessary would that be a flash thing to have happen most likely 
because that's just the character. But I'm not going to sit here and go ah, one way or another about it because end of the day, actors are people too. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I think, you know, she said she wasn't comfortable doing it. Yeah. She didn't have to do it. He didn't force her to do it. They got a they got a body double. Like, should they have kept the scene in? Probably not. But I also and I'm not trying to hit, sit here and make excuses for Joss Whedon, but like I feel like Warner Brothers brought him in to do these reshoots and said, Hey, we need this movie to be two hundred times more funny. Like everybody's complaining that Zack Snyder's DC movies are too grim and dark. We need it to be funny. So he's like, I don't know. I guess I'll throw in a boob joke kind of thing. And and like it it's funny. Like you, you would get a laugh most likely, and from yeah, from everybody, general audiences, whatever. But yeah, I, and um, like I said, I'm not making an excuse. If he's a dirty dirtbag person, then he's a dirty dirtbag person. But I, I, I know nothing one way or another of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as it going in this movie, I think it fit. Yeah. Um, I think it really comes down to whether or not it's a valid point in the movie. And it's mm-hmm. not just doing it for the sake of doing it. Okay. Like I, I feel the same way about that as I feel like um like the use of swearing in a movie or the use of nudity in a movie. Mm-hmm. Like if you're just swearing to be gratuitous about it, maybe write a better script. Mm-hmm. Like write write a smarter script, right? And if if you have nudity for the sake of just it being nudity, shoot you shoot a better scene. Yeah. That's fair. Like there's, there's more to it than just getting people's attention with shock words and boobs. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think about it's getting back to the actual movie and talking about the the film? What did you think about the fact that they early on take out Falcon from the movie by hey, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna be working on that other thing for us the the essentially saying hey I'm looking for Winter Soldier that's why I'm not gonna be around. I mean, it makes sense, but like, does it? Yeah, right. It's, it's like, like it. You you threw in that line, and you brought in Anthony Mackie just to throw in that line, but couldn't. Like, would anybody have like actually questioned it if he wasn't around? I don't think so. Um, but at the same time, he's an Avenger now. We haven't we haven't all hands on deck kind of situation. I honestly, I don't think he's an Avenger until the end of the movie when they show him as part of the new, the quote unquote new class. True. At the end, he's an Avenger. Yeah. Okay. Even then, I feel like this is an all hands on deck kind of situation. Yeah. So, so there's, was he? I feel like there's, there's no reason for Cap to have not been like, hey, uh, that thing you're doing, stop doing it because <laughs> we got to go fight a dude in the sky. <laughs> I mean, you, you know how you're a flyer and all these people are on an island that's going into the sky? Like, yeah, flying would be good right now kind of thing. Yeah. Hey, uh, plus he's another body that can get down below the thing yeah. and see what's going on. So you have, at that point, you have Thor, you have Iron Man, and then you have Falcon. And even if Falcon is just the wingman down there, you have somebody to watch your back and you have more like stability down there because i don't know if i'm ultron and i know what all of my drones see i see somebody going down below all right we're gonna send like 50 dudes down there (laughs) get into my engines (laughs) uh okay so speaking of characters that got added in this movie 
Do you think that the Dr. Helen Choi has any relation to Amadeus Choi, the second, I think, second Hulk in the in the Marvel comics? I think so. The awesome Hulk. I think so. Okay. Like she seems like it's it's a very particular name to go with. Right. Um or I'm saying Cho, I think it's Cho. It's Cho. Yeah. Um like I think that's a very I think it's a very specific name to go with. Since right. We already have Amadeus Amadeus Cho to give somebody else that last name feels like you're pointing in that direction. Right. So do you think in close his close future we're going to be getting totally awesome hulk at any point i'd be down okay would you want to see the she hulk show or do you want him in something else um if he showed up in she hulk i wouldn't be upset okay i think i think the shows is where we start introducing characters now yes i think you're right i think the shows are where we start introducing characters unless we don't have a show that they fit into so like we talked a whole bunch about him last week. I don't think Fantastic Four show up in a show. Right, but we kind of came up with the, like we want them to just be sprinkled throughout the movies and different yeah. stuff. Yeah. But like I'm saying like they they don't show up in a show. They 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 come for the big leagues. <laughs> um, but at the same time using a character I like to bring up a lot if you were to suddenly have Two Gun Kid, <laughs> he doesn't get to show up in a movie right away. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta do your time in the TV show before you get any two gun kid hanging out on the big screen. And you know what, Hawkeye is gonna be the perfect show for him to show up in. Like, oh, you, you could Let's shoot a bullseye with an arrow. I shoot a bullseye with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better than you are. <laughs> um, so Wanda, we know that we're gonna get Wanda Vision out of her. Uh, mm-hmm. Ultron, we kind of discussed already. Maybe he shows up, maybe he doesn't. I don't know if there's any other real characters to hash out that came out new in this. Uh, uh, not do you, really. Do you think we get to see Hawkeye's family anymore? I'm sure that we're going to see it in the Hawkeye show, right? Yeah, because aren't they setting up his daughter to be... I don't know if she's going to be the new Hawkeye, like Kate Bishop. Like, I yeah. if, if they bring in Young Avengers and they actually, because because I think the last I heard was Haley Stanfield was in talks to be Kate Bishop. So there's that. I don't think. I mean, obviously, at in Endgame, you see him teaching his daughter how to shoot an arrow, which she is like young in this movie. And then quite older in Endgame. And it almost seems like she's older than her older brother. <laughs> I hadn't paid attention to that. But yeah, she is a little... Like, she's a little girl in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, and hey, she's like that? Yeah. And then she's, like, a teenager by the time Endgame rolls around. Yeah, well, that when that would have been Infinity War because it's the it's it's when yeah, they get slayed. Yeah. Um... Honestly, I think it'd be a good play if we brought uh, Kate Bishop in to be Hawkeye and we just left um, and we we left Clint as Ronan. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that's probably going to happen because I'd be here for that because he's he's gone too far now. He's he's now doing the Black Widow thing where he's like, I may have overstepped. (laughs) I was hurting a lot and did a lot of killing when, when everybody was gone. 
I was really sad. <laughs> the only thing that made me not sad was being angry. And then I used that anger and killed some really bad people. Yep. So that doesn't change the fact that I killed a lot of people. A lot of people. With a cool mohawk mullet. <laughs> yeah. um, th- can you think of any other characters worth talking about? Uh, I cannot, but now we have the much-needed question to be answered. Okay. In Avengers Age of Ultron, who would have been Tom Cruise? <laughs> well, I mean, it's obvious it would have been a Ultron. Like Ultron is Tom Cruise. We would have had made him a lot shorter. He would have been ill. He would have been a lot shorter, and then he would have to be like wearing aviators all the time, like kind of thing. Honestly, that wouldn't have been a bad choice for Ultron anyway. <laughs> like, yeah. like with this style of Ultron, with like the Tony Stark style of Ultron, give him sunglasses. He doesn't need them. But he's like, Thug Life, I wear sunglasses now. I wouldn't have been upset. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I, I would say that he would be, he would have been, I mean, the other option would have been him being Jar- or Vision, right? I, and I'm not okay with that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Andy changed my mind. Uh, <laughs> No, I would have put him in as honestly, I would have put him in with Stan Lee hanging out with like like war vets drinking with Oh wow. Or I would have put him in, in a cameo role. Like okay. nothing nothing too big, just right in there. Wolvie says Quicksilver should have been like Tom Cruise should have been Quicksilver. <laughs> just all the running. Yeah. <laughs> the the, the strain the the copyrighted tom cruise run <laughs> uh, especially think, think he was already perfect tom cruise could have been claw he i you know i was just thinking that too and oh, boy, oh, boy. you know what I, I if if tom cruise was claw we would have never got uh andy circus's claw in P- black panther which is just amazing so fantastic i can't i can't abide by tom cruise's claw no because then we would have gotten an american claw yeah, this is true. <laughs> he would have been he would have been like scummy American claw. Like Andy Circus's claw is scummy Australian claw. <laughs> it it feels different. <laughs> Where he's oh. it's, instead of being like <laughs> I'm Tom Cruise, it's more of just like, hey, what's going on there? <laughs> like, you got stuff I want there, bud. Give it to me. Scuttlefish. Got the big eye. He's got that light and just hypnotizes you. Like that was just a great seed. So you're not scared. Nothing scares me. Wait, cuttlefish. <laughs> um uh uh the one thing that does happen with Claw in the comic books, like since he did all the exper- experimentation with sound and sound waves, he literally becomes a sound wave. Like so there is a possibility that he becomes an entity of sound in like not a possibility there's a precedent so he could show up again later in the in the movies like that's 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 a thing that makes him a a more formidable enemy for daredevil because you know sound and daredevil's radar sense but do you see them doing something like that in the mcu i think so since he died panther yeah downside is i think if they do something like that they're gonna crossbones us oh okay Okay. Where it'll be like you have to be in the know to know what's going on. Yeah. 
and it's going to be a real quick one-off kind of thing. And that makes me real sad because Andy Serkis as a sound wave could be really fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he's got other things in the in the works now. He's directing Venom 2. He's going to be Alfred in the, the Batman. So he's he's got other, other options out there. Andy Serkis and Robert Pattinson. That's right. That's a cast. <laughs> uh, Malfoy just shared this real quick. Um, Andy Circus made a rap EP in character as Claw. He did because, not because he thought that's something Claw would do. Uh, I mean, he would. That's what we saw yeah. in Black Panther. I am all the way here for this. I need you to to listen to it and report back. Oh, I'm gonna uh, Malfoy. If you can track me down a link, I will listen to that, and I'll do I'll do a podcast by myself on the review. We can post that wherever you want, Mitch. That will be right there on Patreon since we now we now have a Patreon and and we have people on there giving us money. <laughs> I <laughs> I will do a track by track review. <laughs> also, because uh, that's a really good place to plug this, gang. Anybody in chat? Um, Geekly Media has a Patreon now. So if you're if you like this podcast, if you like any other Geekly podcast, go check out the Patreon. Support them in any way you can because we love Mitch here, don't we? Hey, and, you can't say them and Mitch anymore. You're part of it. You're part of Geekly. It's so I've been on the outside for so long. It's habit, <laughs> man. I've, like, I've been over here being like friend of Geekly. <laughs> nope. You're so, you're you're Geekly now. Uh, fine help support us there you supporting go. the patreon you'll get a bunch of really fun bonus content and access to things early um yeah the, I, I retweeted the link on twitter a little bit ago so go find the link check it out do the thing even if it's just like a dollar because there's the dollar tier anything helps and we would appreciate it very much so thank you okay so now going to my list that is on my twitter of where this movie falls in the mcu as the movies are now and you know what unfortunately this list is never going to get any longer because we're never going to get to go see movies in the theater again we're never going to see black widow the mcu is done so there uh anyways uh avengers age of ultron falls at number 18 out of the 23 movies in the mcu for me all right, so that's really low. Yeah, it's uh, it, the only thing lower than that is Thor, Homecoming, Iron Man three, Thor, Dark World, and then Iron Man two as the last spot, as we've discussed before. We have discussed that, and every time you say it, I am shocked that <laughs> Homecoming is as low as it is on your list. I mean, I'm just it, the movie gets way too like CW teen high schooly for me. It's just. I'll, I'll, give that. I'll, I'll give you that but this is the this is the danger we run of having like like middle of high school peter parker i know and we need to get older peter parker already at some point we're gonna, we're gonna soon <laughs> I mean, tom holland is getting close to what 25 right he has to be at yeah. this point and at what point does he just go i'm spider-man i don't need school anymore <laughs> <laughs> I'm Spider-Man and I'm smart. And according to Marvel, that means I am science. <laughs> That's oh. true. You're absolutely right. <laughs> uh, any last thoughts from the from the, the chat? Um 
Let me look back through here and make sure I didn't miss anything. They're still talking about uh, how the Batman's going to be awesome and how Andy Serkis saves every role he's ever been in. <laughs> uh, Maybe he'll save Venom too, because that first Venom movie was uh, it was rough. Ah, <laughs> uh, it was rough. We can eat this guy, right? Shut up, Venom. Oh, actually, we don't need to worry. There are not going to be any new movies ever made again. <laughs> I'm nervous that we're just. I'm nervous that going and seeing Marvel movies in the theater is is gone. It is. Let's just come to terms with that. I don't think that home release is going to hit the same for these movies. Oh, it's definitely not. I mean, every yes, people have much better home theaters nowadays, but it's just it's not gonna it's not gonna be the same as as watching the crowd, watching it, you know, in uh, the group reactions to things. Yep. Like. In Endgame, the group feeling of like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, that was a feeling that everybody felt at the same time. I mean, they, they, when the year anniversary of everybody seeing Cap hold up the hammer for the first time, mm-hmm. video again of audiences reacting to it, it's just like, oh my God, that feeling. <laughs> when are we going to get that again? You have to have the right household for that. You do. <laughs> Mitch, can I come over for these? <laughs> we can. We'll put up. We'll put up little plastic barriers. <laughs> I will quarantine for two weeks if it means that I can come down <laughs> and watch the home releases with you. <laughs> I don't see why we can't do this. I, I really don't. We just have. They just have to be able to make the movies so we can watch them at home again, right? <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Chat. Thank you so much for hanging out. It's been a good time today. That it has been. It's been a really good episode. Uh, and and just remember, when we get to Avengers: Infinity War, we'll be doing another group watch. And maybe tell us, actually, tell us when we do these group watches. Do you want like our commentary? Do you want us talking about the movie, or do you want us to rather just watch the movie and then talk about it afterwards, kind of thing? Yeah, because I'll I will throw it out there. I had a lot of fun being little tiny dude in the corner during the first one. <laughs> fun uh, <laughs> uh go pay upwards of 25 dollars for a blockbuster home release yeah like paying like 20 bucks to to get the release like so you could watch it one maybe two times yeah home I, release. Like, I see that being a thing like they made you pay 20 bucks for trolls world tour when it came out on premium uh vod I think if you get a Star Wars or a Marvel movie or probably even a DC movie, 35. it's going to be $35, maybe $40. Yes. It's going to be harsh, but I mean, you're also probably going to be able to, you're, you're going to be bringing in a couple people, right? It's not going to be just you. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a watch party. Yeah. Like for sure. Yeah. All right, Ian. So other than on your Twitch channel, where can people find you or plug also your Twitch fan t- channel? <laughs> all right gang so if you're here right now you already know where we're at we're at twitch.tv slash ianflux if you're listening to this in the future and you want to be a part of the live recording it's a ton of fun come by twitch.tv slash ianflux jump in join the conversation wednesdays at 5 30 p.m pacific standard time just arizona time just google arizona time (laughs) just So 5.30, Arizona time. I'll tweet about it if the time changes or anything, which means you should also go find me on Twitter at IanFlux12. I-A-N-F-L-U-X. The number's one, two. 
You can find me on Twitter. I am at Mitchapedia, G-E-M. G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, at Geek Elite Media on Twitter. Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. And geekleetmedia.com is our website. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network. Check out our Patreon page. It's hey. there. It's new. It's got tiers. There are things that you can get if you donate to our Patreon. Also, Dude, make levels oh. not trying. Yes, that's right. Tier level. <laughs> uh, also, if you uh, enjoy this podcast, please rate and review us on whatever podcatcher you use so that it can thus spread the word of our network and other people can enjoy us. But until next time, this is Journey into Mystery on the Geekly Media Network saying, always remember to geek, geek out. out. This concludes our broadcast. Beep.